In the fight for your presence of mind, why are moments of weakness as important as moments of strength? Why is losing your balance incredibly important to writing yourself? And why should we make judgments and practice making judgments with great speed? Hello and welcome to Stoic Spirituality, a podcast where I look through, dissect, and parse through some ideas and thoughts and books that I've read or thought about. My name is Jagan, and I'm a student of the human nature trying to spread some knowledge out to the rest of the world. And so the current episode that I'm going to be focusing on revolves around the book, The 32 Strategies of War, a book by Robert Greene, specifically law number three, revolving around the presence of mind, the counterbalance strategy. So if you've been tuning into previous episodes, we did a lot of discussion about what presence of mind is, how you can cultivate it, and many strategies to build it up, and how to make it better. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about when presence of mind can turn to be a reversal, and when it can be useful to like, learn from presence of mind, along with a generalized summary and a few other things about maintaining your presence of mind as I wrap up this topic on the strategy of war. So, diving right in. Robert Greene, in all of his chapters, attaches a reversal section to every single one of his strategies, a part where you have to consider the opposing side or the negative benefits, the negative benefits or negative drawbacks, rather, of any sort of strategy. And so in this case, the reversal talks about moments of weakness and their overall benefit to us. So moments of weakness can be crafted as weapons of war for the future. Because in your fight for developing or establishing a presence of mind, it's not an instant snap of your fingers and an instant construction of the building or instant construction of the architecture structure you're trying to create, but rather it's a slow process of building. And nothing accelerates or adds more foundation to this building than moments of weakness. Moments of weakness, we've all experienced them They come in the form of overpowering emotions. They come in the form of rabbit holes you find our minds stuck in and similar other problems or like kind of moments where we don't feel like we're in perfect control of what we're doing. And so these presence of mind moments where they're betrayed should be watched for. And so you can use these lessons and these moments where you kind of lose your grip of your balanced mind and compensate them for them in the future. So to kind of explain this, imagine you're in a low stakes environment, in a low stakes place, and you're overwhelmed by a series of emotions that were caused by some psychological or trauma based trigger. So in this low stakes environment, you notice this in quote unquote moment of weakness, I wouldn't want to call a trauma based response moment of weakness, but in the context of maintaining a presence of mind, it's a detachment from that. So it can be characterized as such. But in this kind of a stance, if you're in a low stakes environment and you feel 
something overpowering, you can allow yourself to become aware of it and compensate for it. And by allowing yourself to compensate for it, next time anything happens that is of a similar vein, you will not lose your balance as much. Pretty much following a tenet of Stoicism that talks about the obstacles become the way. What stands in your way becomes the way. And the more times you lose your balance, the more you will able to like kind of recognize what's throwing it off and how to write yourself up faster. Because the more times you fall, the easier it is to get up in this case. And so overall, the reversal talks about this, leveraging moments of weakness where your presence of mind lapses, especially in the beginning of your journey to developing this, focusing on it, analyzing it, and figuring out the source of said lapse, and compensating for it, and constructing, or like kind of filling in the gap. It's kind of similar to how you kind of work with your ego. So your ego is kind of constructed from a series of insecurities, a series of preconceptions, a series of biases, so that when certain comments, certain things that people say to you, trigger that ego and bring in a spike of anger, by allowing yourself to sit down with it and understand what really caused your anger to spike, you kind of push that down or kind of crumble away a part of your ego. Similarly, to develop your presence of mind, you want to sit down with moments where you felt like you've lost that calm demeanor you characterize yourself by, find out what caused them, why it happened, and how you can work to ensure that it doesn't happen to the same extent again. And so while this kind of concept is more for your own self, you can also, if you want to, in a case of a warframe or in a case of trying to compete, you could also do the same to others. So when you develop your own presence of mind, you kind of gain the awareness to know other people's level of their presence of mind. And so if you kind of look through and study your opponent, you can make them lose balance with perfectly crafted kind of like barbs or sort of actions. And you can kind of rush them to act before they're ready and make them more emotional. Similarly to how you fell from like your presence of mind and compensated for it, you can see similar things in them and create these kind of reactions in the warframe mind. The ethicality, morality of it all is secondary. But simply for the, the case of discussing presence of mind and disabling other people's presence of mind, by developing your own, you instinctively get a sense of other people's and can, with malicious intent, leverage that. Overall, remember that presence of mind is nothing more than an increased capacity of dealing with the unexpected. It's leveraging the ship to be able to work not only in the harbor or in safe, flat seas, but also in rough seas. Building up the ship so that it can work in those places just as well as safe harbor. Remember, familiarity has a tendency to soothe our fears. It has the unnatural, or rather natural, actually, ability to take whatever we're feeling and soothe it, kind of rough, like kind of unroughen the edges. And so, if you kind of allow yourself to become familiar with a lot of different things, 
in a lot of different unexpected situations, it'll be very hard to throw you off balance. And finally, the last question I asked in the beginning was the idea of making judgments with speed. So one kind of like metric you can use is seven breaths. If you're in an unexpected situation, train yourself to make judgments within seven breaths if you already kind of have a sense of what you would do in this situation. It's not an impulse or recklessness-based decision, but it's one based on the fact that you've thought about this and know what to do in this situation. You have the, the weapons ready for firing. All you have to do is click the button. The purpose of making judgments in a quick scenario is to leverage your presence of mind and ensure that you react quickly because you've already planned for scenarios. And that's the benefit of presence of mind. It keeps you calm and even, like a pond. And as soon as a stone hits the pond and the water ripples out, you ensure that the ripples do not last forever and it goes back to the clear, calm stillness that characterizes your everyday life. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on presence of mind, how you can use lapses in judgment as foundations for the future and how you can leverage familiarity and quick judgments to improve, build upon, and construct a better sense of your presence of mind. Overall, these few episodes that I've talked about, interspersed with other episodes, kind of discuss this idea of keeping your mind calm. A lot of things that Stoics and both spiritual teachers talk a lot about. And so this perspective kind of illustrates another way you can take a strategy of war, combine it with Stoic principles and spirituality, and create a principle, a strategy, a methodology to build yourself to become a better person every single day. If you like this type of content and would like to hear more, feel free to drop me a follow on whichever platform this podcast you're listening to is on. And feel free to follow me for short-form content and video content on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram at Stoic Spirituality. Thank you so much for listening and see you guys next time.